We're gonna make it look fly with some DIY. We're gonna make it look fly with some DIY. We're gonna make it look fly with some DIY. Uh oh, thrift diving. Hey, what's up? It's Serena Pia from thriftdiving.com, which is a podcast, a blog, and a YouTube channel that helps you decorate and improve your home using paint, power tools, and thrift stores without sacrificing your budget, the environment, or style. Welcome to episode 36 of the Thrift Diving Podcast. Today, I thought we would go back to episode 32. Remember when we talked about should you DIY or hire a professional. <laughs> this has been my life for the last week. I've been asking myself this question back and forth, back and forth, because you know my shed is here, this huge 16 by 26 shed that I had built, it's here. And so now I'm being confronted with this question every single day. <laughs> so today we're gonna talk about some of the things that have been going on this week, and I'm gonna give you five additional tips on things that you can do, whether you're hiring a professional or whether you're gonna do a project yourself. I have five more tips that I think are going to help you because some of them have helped, but some of them have come up in a way that I'm like, oh, that's a really good tip. I need to tell everybody that. So let's jump into this today. And I'm gonna start with where I am in this project, this shed. I know I've been talking about it a lot and some of you are probably so sick and tired of hearing about it. I'm sorry, I really am. This is the big project that's been going on. This is the heart of thrift diving. This is where thrift diving is going to be located, where all my projects are going to be filmed. All my projects will be, for the most part, done there. If it's a furniture makeover or if it's something I'm building, it'll be done in this shed. So not only does it have to be spacious, it's got to have electricity, it's got to be insulated because I've got to be able to use this in whether it's cold weather, hot weather, whatever. And if you remember from the last episode, I probably had shared with you that I had gotten one quote for the electrical wiring. The cost of that was $4,200, which to me was pretty expensive and really didn't include everything that I need for the shed. I mean, really, when I looked at the quote, it only included things like putting in a 60 amp sub panel and putting 10 outlets throughout the building and also doing some wiring for the mini split that's going to supply the heating and cooling and all of those things. Oh, and the trenching. So the trenching, they have to use this big machine and literally dig below the frost line to get from the panel, which is most times in your basement, to where the shed is located. So that for me is about 55 feet. So all of that, I was quoted $4,232. So when I spoke to the electrician again, I said, well, the scope has changed. It's actually, you know, it's gotten a little bigger. I actually need some exterior outlets, maybe one or two, right? I need lights. <laughs> he didn't even quote me on lights. So how could that not be included in the original quote? So I decided that I was probably going to do the recess lights because it's going to look neater, cleaner. And that's just what I wanted. I didn't want to do shop lights. So when I spoke to the man, to the electrician, I said, here's all the other things that I need, all the things that you had listed in the previous quote, but I need lights, I need switches, which I don't know why he didn't include switches in that, makes no sense to me. But I'm also gonna need a ceiling fan uh, to be wired in the middle, some exterior GFI receptacles, and what's the new quote? Let me tell you that he, when they sent this back to me, I was shocked. The new quote was eight thousand five hundred and sixty eight dollars that's right so his quote jumped from four thousand two hundred thirty two dollars 
to $8,568. That is huge. And when I saw that, it really made me feel, I think the best word is discouraged. It made me feel discouraged because I thought, first of all, how could it double? And then it made me think, if this is what it's going to cost to wire, like this is an expense that I didn't plan for. And if you remember, I think I may have shared this with you before, but I took two electrical wiring classes. For those of you who are listening who may not know, I actually just finished all of my carpentry degree required courses. And this is something that I started 2018. I believe it was spring of 2018. I decided that I wanted to get a certificate in carpentry. I enrolled at the local community college and looked at the six or seven courses required to take. But when I got there, I thought, well, if I'm taking these courses, I may as well get them for credit. Why not? So just recently at the beginning of this year, I had my transcript transferred over to the community college. And when they looked at everything, when they compared it all up, a lot of those credits transferred over. Two of the classes that I needed were electives. Or no, maybe I needed like three or four electives. But two of them that I decided to take was electrical wiring. And I remember when I took those courses, the first one was just like introduction to electrical wiring. I was really afraid. And I was also thinking that I was going to be very bored in the class, like just studying wires. Is that all we do in this class? But let me tell you, this class was so much fun. I enjoyed learning about electrical wiring because, you know, when you think about wiring, it's that thing that can kill you. So it's very dangerous, but it's also fascinating because just by running these conductors throughout your home, you've got lights, you've got air conditioning, you've got all these modern things that, you know, years ago people didn't have right? Like even in developing countries, some of them still don't have electricity. So it's this, this beautiful thing that we all need and love and appreciate. But it's also very dangerous. And many people don't understand it. When I went to this class, I loved it so much that I decided to take the next electrical wiring course the following semester, which was residential wiring. And believe me, I'm telling you all this for a reason. It's coming. (laughs) So just bear with me. So I took this class and the residential wiring class, the the class had a lab. And so as you're learning, you know, things in the class about how to wire a home, once a week, we would go down the hallway to the lab. And inside the lab, there was this, I call it a tiny home, but it was really set up to be like a framed two level tiny home, right? It was literally just framing and it had some stairs. So there was one part that represented a bedroom. It was there for students to learn how to wire. And so we all broke out into different groups, and then we had to create an electrical plan on how we were gonna wire the things that we needed to wire in our section. So my group, we were responsible for the upstairs bathroom. And I remember as we're running these conductors, it was so exciting because we had all waited for this point where we would finally learn how to wire a tiny home. Well, guess what happened? COVID hit. (laughs) March of 2020, COVID hit, classes immediately stopped, and all of that coursework that we were supposed to complete, where we would make all the connections and splices in in our wiring, it all stopped. And the only thing that we did was the instructor sent out YouTube videos and tried to continue teaching, but you know, at this point, a lot of professors didn't really know how to teach online. It wasn't their forte. And so all of that learning, that knowledge that we were supposed to learn, we just didn't, we didn't learn it. So I didn't, I didn't learn how to actually make all the connections and how to connect them to the service panel 
And I apologize if I'm, you know, starting to repeat myself from the previous podcast, but here is where it matters. Okay, so remember, I've just just gotten this quote for $8,568. So I went to my Facebook group, there's a group called She Sheds. And I posted to the women there, hey, you know, look at this quote, this is unbelievable. I just don't know what I'm going to do. This one woman, she said, why don't you contact the community college near you and see if there are students that need projects and maybe, you know, you can get your shed wired for just the cost of the materials. You know, this is a learning experience for them. And I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. Why don't I reach out to my electrical wiring instructor? I know it's been a year, year and a half, but you know, he's got to remember me. I was one of maybe two women in the class. And why don't I see if he still has his company? Because I remember he had his company and he would work during the day and then he would come and teach at night. So he emailed me back and I was so excited to hear from them. And this is what he said. So he said, hey, Serena, guess what? You can probably handle most of this yourself, at least with some professional handholding. He said, yes, I still work. I would be able to give you a quote for your shed. It sounds like it's already been built. I've got a lot of projects that are swamping me. I've got this huge project about three hours away, but I can squeeze you in. However, it's going to be more expensive. It's going to be more work for me. And, you know, that's just what it is. But he said, here's another option. He said, I go through your area on my way to the college to teach every Tuesday through Thursday in the evening. And this is where he got me at this part. I'll tell you at the time when I was in his class, he didn't know that I had a blog or a YouTube channel or anything like that. But he saw it on my signature in the email. And he said, I'm assuming that thrift diving is a statement of lifestyle and not just a catchy website name. So if you wanted to do much of the labor, I could be an advisor on the project. Ah, super excited. He said, it saves me time. It saves you money. And you own all the credit for the design and the installation and the glory and the honor that follow. Though I wouldn't object to a dedication plaque. (laughs) And I'm like, Yes, I will dedicate my entire shed to you, sir, if you can help me with this. And he said, you can set your own schedule and I would stop by on my way to school as needed to keep everything moving in the right direction. I can stop by next week to look or you can send me pictures or whatever. Just let me know. Oh my gosh, I was so excited when I got that email just two days ago. Actually, no, it was yesterday morning, bright and early. And when I got that email, I was so excited because here at Thrift Diving, it really is about how can we do things on our own? You know, there are times when, yes, we feel like we need to hire professionals, but being able to do a project yourself, he's right. It's the pride that comes with being able to say, you know what? I did this. I designed this. I may not have known what I was doing at first, but I've learned a lot along the way. And one thing that I love to do here at Thrift Diving is I love to learn. And then whatever I learn, I teach it to you. So I never consider myself to be like the professional because there's projects like electrical wiring that I've never really tackled before. But once I do it and I've learned some things along the way, then I can pass that information along to you. So him lending me his professional services because I'm a previous student of his, oh my gosh, it's amazing. So I am super excited. And it just brought me back to the original question that I posed In episode 32, should you DIY or hire a professional? And before having this conversation 
well, via email with my previous instructor. And before this whole quote thing came up this week, this was something that I was going to hire out. I did not feel comfortable. I didn't feel confident in my electrical wiring skills. It had been a while since I was in school. I thought that maybe I probably could wire the inside. Maybe, you know, if I'd spent some time researching it, maybe I could do it on my own. But this was something that I was going to hire out. And I had hoped that the additional, I think it was Monday, I had an additional quote come in or the guy came over to go through the project. And I think the quote's coming this weekend. But this was like monumental to get this email from someone who's willing to invest the time and energy into making sure that I'm on the right track with this is huge. And I know that it's going to it's going to benefit me, of course, like you said, it's going to save me money. But just imagine how much I'm going to learn that I'll be able to pass on to you. So if you have always wanted to know, hey, how do you put in a new receptacle, you know, a new outlet? How do you do that? Like, I don't understand wiring. I'll be able to show you that because there's some things that I definitely still know from the class. But in terms of doing an entire, you know, 416 square feet, that was a whole other beast. But knowing that I've got someone who is a master electrician who owns his own company that I'll be able to consult with is phenomenal, not just for me, but for you as well. You're going to get access to all that information. So it led me back to today's podcast in five different things that have come up, ideas or solutions that have come up. If you are still on the fence about whether you should DIY something or whether you should hire a professional, here's what I would tell you. Number one. You don't have, per se, you know, the ability to just email someone at a local university and say, hey, can you come and help me for free? You know, you you may not have that foot in the door. However, I would say that you might be able to do that if there are students that want to work on a home. Or let's say there's some carpentry students at a local community college that need some real world experience in remodeling floors, putting in tile floors. When someone had suggested this to me in the Facebook group, the She Shed Facebook group, somebody else said, oh yeah, you know, I, I did that. I actually had contacted the community college and was able to get some work done for just the cost of the materials. If you're comfortable with giving your home up for educational purposes, that is an option for you. So I would say that's option number one. And solution number one is definitely reach out to the community college and see if there are people in the trades that can do some of these projects for you. And all you'd have to do is pay for the materials. You know, when I lived in Hagerstown, I grew up in Hagerstown, Maryland, Western Maryland. There was, and I think it's still there, it's called a Ward Beauty School. And I remember that we would go there to get haircuts. My mom would go there. It was all cosmetology students. So if you didn't mind being someone's practice head, (laughs) you could go there and get a really affordable cut. And I remember I actually did go there in, I think it was third grade. I decided I didn't want long hair anymore. And I cut it off into this little short afro. And I think that's where my tomboy phase really started because I truly look like a boy from the third grade up until sixth grade. (laughs) Everybody thought I was a boy. I look like a boy. In fact, I should, I should find a picture for you and put it down in the show notes so that you could see how I looked. (laughs) We'll see. By the time I publish this, I'll make a decision on whether you should see what I look like when I was younger. (laughs) If, If the picture's there, you'll see a link. But anyway, that would be my first suggestion is definitely reach out to the local community college, technical colleges, or technical high schools, and see if there are opportunities for people to use their house 
as a practice for the students. So that would be my first suggestion based on everything that's come up this week. The second suggestion is find those friends or family members that know what they're doing and see if they would advise you. So like, for example, you know, if your cousin's husband, he's an electrician and you're trying to do some little project, why don't you see if you could I don't want to say hire, but I mean, if you have the money, you can hire them. But if this is something that you want to do yourself or maybe save money, then contact them and see if they would advise you and say, look, you know, I want to do the work myself, but I just need your oversight. Would you be willing to come over once a week to just make sure that I'm on track? Tell me what I have to do next. What's the next step? What are the materials that I need? And if you do, then I'll buy you a beer. I'll do something for you. So you can barter with friends and family and see if they would be willing to help you out, but not necessarily do the work for you for free. One of the projects that I have to do is I have to do the insulation and I've got to do drywall. Now, drywall is something that I actually did in class with my carpentry instructor. It was an interior finishing class and we had these little cubes. I want to say they were maybe four foot by four foot cubes. And so those were our practice cubes. They were already framed. And we practiced hanging drywall. We applied the tape, the mud, we painted, we did just little samples of tile on the floor. I think we also did some hardwood floor too. But they were just little practice cubes. So my instructor, he's amazing. So I actually emailed him last week and said, I know that I'm done with my degree. I just finished up. It's really sad to see you go, he said to me. And I said, well, why don't you come over? Would you be willing to come over and just make sure that I'm on the right track with getting up the drywall? I'll buy you beer. What's your favorite beer? So he emailed me back. He said, I would love to come and advise you. (laughs) And here's the beer that I love. I can't remember the name of it. It's in my email. Here's the name of the beer I love. And that would be cool to grab a beer with you, Serena. Now, again, this is someone who was my instructor, so I'm very thankful to have that resource. But is there somebody in your family that you would ask them, hey, can you come and advise me? Let me know what I need and just get me on the right track. Come and check in on me and I'll do something for you. And a lot of times, friends and family, they want to help you. You know, they don't necessarily have the time to do the project for you, but they're interested in helping you. People love to help other people. So if you're just asking for a little advising, reach out to those friends and family members. So that's the second suggestion. The third suggestion that I would tell you based on my experience this week is when you get quotes, definitely get those contractors to break down those quotes and itemize everything that's on that quote. Because when that electrician sent the first quote and the second quote, it's more than double. But when I look at it, I can't see the cost breakdown. So what is it about the additional things that I told you is causing this to be twice as much? I mean, is it the exterior GFI receptacles? Are those more difficult to install? I know the cost of materials have gone through the roof. Everybody that I hear from who is married to an electrician or to someone in the trades, everybody has said materials are sky high right now. So I want to know, are the cost of the materials more expensive? I think they put on the quote for 10, I think it was 10 recess lights. I mean, how much are you charging me? Are those $500 each for you to install? I mean, where's the breakdown? So that's what I would recommend. And when you're getting your quotes for jobs by professionals, have them make sure that they tell you how much is labor, 
What are the materials cost? And that way, when you compare one quote to another quote, you'll be able to see the difference. And also it could be possible too, that if you can even source your own materials, I don't know, that could be difficult because usually contractors can get materials for cheaper or get a deal somewhere, but just keep that in mind. You never know where you may be able to get materials for cheaper and you're just paying them for labor. So get that itemized quote. And the fourth suggestion, finding Facebook groups and asking your questions. I don't know if I mentioned this before, but I found it to be so helpful to have that she shed group because if I hadn't, I don't think that I would have really thought about my electrical wiring teacher. It's been a year since I've had, or more than a year since I've had any contact with him. But because of that suggestion in the group, I was able to reach out to him and saved thousands of dollars. So I would say whatever project you are trying to do, whether you're trying to build a sunroom or maybe you're trying to build a shed, get involved in some of these Facebook groups and find people or even woodworking. You know, you may want to build a table. That may be your dream project that you want to do instead of going to buy a table. Join these groups and then ask your questions. There's a lot of people in there. And they've got some experience that could help you. So definitely do that for number four. And number five, what I would say, and I haven't done this yet, but I'm going to, is to create a spreadsheet and add up your materials so that you know how much it would cost for you to go get materials versus a contractor. Now, you may not know everything that a contractor needs. Like, for example, let's say you're getting a contractor to do drywall. Let's say you need 25 sheets of drywall. And you know what the cost is and you know you're going to need some electrical boxes, right? Add all that stuff up and see how much it costs you. And then when you're looking at your quotes, if these contractors are telling you that their cost is way much more than what you're estimating it to be, then you can see where there's some discrepancies. And again, if they're telling you that materials are going to be $1,500, but hey, maybe you're able to buy some recessed lights from Amazon, like maybe a pack of 20, and you're getting them for... $300, but yet you have an electrician who's trying to sell it to you for $700. It just gives you an idea of the discrepancies between their pricing and and what you can get it for. So those are the five tips that I have for you. I really want to hear from you. If you are listening to this and there's something that you want to share with me about your experience and working with contractors, and if you've got a tip that you want to share that's relevant please do tell me because I will remember that tip and I will try to give that tip out going forward because I never think that I know everything. You know a lot of information. You have a lot of experiences and I would love to know what those experiences are and how we can all learn from them too. So shoot me an email, serena at thriftdiving.com and let me know your experience of dealing with contractors, getting quotes. Maybe there was a project that you decided to DIY instead of hiring a professional and you saved so much money. I want to hear about that too, because it's just amazing how much money we can save if we can do things ourselves. And that's what this podcast, this blog, this YouTube channel, Thrift Diving is about is how can we do things ourselves and save some money along the way and feel pride with the things that we were able to accomplish. All right, I will see you next week. Remember, this is episode 36, 37. We're always going to be here talking about fun things. I love talking about things related to the home. Be sure to follow me on Instagram, if you're there at Thrift Diving, I'm sharing a lot of behind the scenes, but I share a lot of personal things too. I'm really into working out right now. I've dropped 14 pounds, oh my gosh, since April. And so sometimes I'll post like workout stuff there, not tutorials or anything, but just inspiration 
for myself and for other people who are trying to get fit too. There's a lot of people trying to lose weight right now and get fit. And I just don't want us to destroy it all come Halloween. (laughs) I don't know about you, but I love eating my kids candy. And I'm just not looking forward to that holiday. Anyway, (laughs) I will let you go. But I enjoyed this episode. Be sure to follow me at Thrift Diving. Find me at Thrift Diving on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. And be sure to go to thriftdiving.com. There's lots of project tutorials there and other ideas for your home that don't cost a lot of money. All right, guys, I will see you next week.